Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to what is this? This is uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and today I'm McGron for St. Patrick's Day, because everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, joining me, of course, is my lovely blonde bombshell host, and she is... I was going to say Irish, but you're really not, are you? I am Irish. Oh, she is Irish. Uh, yes. Irish. Uh, Ann Kerrigan. Hi. Kerrigan? Irish by, by Mar- uh, marriage, but I didn't think you were. My mother-in-law today. used to call that Irish by injection. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyways, I was, yeah, <laughs> that's what we were too. <laughs> he, he wasn't going to say it. I said it. I said it. Um, no, I'm half, uh, I'm half Irish and half French. My yeah, that's father, what I thought. Yeah, I get uh, Rowan. My my uh, maiden name is Rowan. So, so your your mother was your my mother was French. Was, yes. Oh, my your mother was Irish. My mother was French Canadian. My dad was Irish, and probably so you're all French. Others. Oh no! Now I get it. Okay. Are you I listening? Thought you said, I thought you said your father was French. So no. You're not listening. I, I need some liquor or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day. Everybody, I know. drink up. Yeah, God, I, 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 uh, I miss being able to go Get out. drunk? You should do that every day, though. That's, oh, not, oh, that's oh, not the point of it. No, I mean, just being able to go out to a pub and sing and drink and do karaoke and just i don't know just do all that fun stuff like you do on saint patrick's day and sing along and listen to an irish band and really ah it's coming it's coming i have my first shot had my first shot excellent yeah have you had any no 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 why not you know damn well why not you're 126 years old you're eligible but you know how, how freaking hot it is to get on the stupid any list uh no you know what not anymore yeah it is i'll get you a number i'll fix you up oh you'll hitch me up i'll hitch you up you a guy who knows a guy i do all I, right there you go. listen i'm telling you what someone i was having a hard time and a friend of mine is like call this number i'm like what call this number and damn it i got well i got my own cvs appointment fairly painlessly yeah, but, see, we, uh, Jan, I, got, I mean, Jan's sister did that, too. She had a number, but we, when Jan, she gave it to Jan. When she called, she said, oh, that's for only people in Essex County. You, you live in Middlesex. We can't help you. I was like, oh, screwed. Uh, no, so, this is this is for, for anywhere. Uh, so, uh, so it's a guy after, you know, you come out, of, you go in the back alley, and he opens Vinny. up the trunk, and he shoots shoot you in the arm. Yeah, it's my cousin Vinny. It's my cousin, cousin Vinny. There you go. And he picks you up with a shot. How's it from uh, Boston? <laughs> Love those commercials. Yeah. 
You ever I see those commercials? Which which one? My, my cousin from Boston. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Love them. Absolutely With, uh, love. Them. It's Wal it's Wahlberg and um, or is that a different one I'm thinking of? Yes. Uh, Donnie it's... Wahlberg and and two other people and I can't. You saw the original one, the the uh, the one that ran the thing, but they have a whole set of commercials now from my cousin in Boston. It's a riot. Oh no, I haven't. I'll oh have to... yeah, yeah, they're they're awesome. They're, I'll they're have to up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyways, I know we're we're getting to better days. It's it's gonna be here soon, and just have to be patient some more, I guess. I did but, register on the uh, the state. Jan and I both registered on the state site. I mean, so that's good. Oh, then you're gonna get a call. You'll yeah, get. it's like five minutes for that, and it was easy, yeah. real snap to do. Yeah, yeah. Prior prior to that, it was ridiculous trying to get on. Well, uh, yeah, I was up cracking freaking dawn every day prowling every site i could think of oh it's awful the uh yeah so also i'm on on the uh the list that uh my health care too is so i get covered a couple of places so oh, it, it, it'll come when it'll come i mean there be in all uh, fairness to me there are other people that need it more than i do that that are uh, out in the, every day and uh yeah. so i i can wait for mine i'm not Aww. totally excited about it but uh. yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Well, that's nice. That's nice because some people are not very ethical. Yeah, it. you know, we're all asked over tea kettle to get out of this, so you know it's hard to blame people. Honestly, well, people are just great. It's, it's gotten worse than ever. Anyway, but, but uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Yeah. Aaron Gobrales. Yeah, yeah. I saw you what? posted your leprechaun video. What What does Aaron Gobra mean, anyways? Do you know? Aaron Gobra, drink and be happy, something along that line. Yeah. Well, Aaron, Aaron is uh, Ireland. Uh, I don't know. Let's Google well, it. Somebody Google, Google it. it. John, uh, Google yeah, it. John, John, Google Aaron Gobra, and it's spelled B-R-A-U-G-H, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Let uh, let me bring it up. Hold on. So open yeah. Safari, for goodness yeah. sakes. Oh my. Goodness. But yeah, I did post my video, my my St. Patrick's Day thing. Uh, we played it on the last show. Uh, unfortunately, it was a doctored version. There was a lot of crackhead stuff in it. Ah. But uh, the original one, if you haven't, you gotta watch it. Watch it. Just watching it's just it's a riot. It's one of my my favorites. Uh, okay. But, uh, it is a term used to uh, express allegiance, allegiance to Ireland. It is most often translated as Ireland forever. Oh, there you go. And it is, uh, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Gabra. Uh, uh, Aaron Gabralis. It's the Angli anglicization of that. I'm sure if we had Stephen Scott on here, he'd speak it up right for us or something. But no. We're American. He's Scottish. He's Scottish. He can do a good Irish imitation. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, He'll get there. I don't know he about that. He could. I'm telling you, he could. I well, don't anyway. <laughs> If you hadn't, uh, he is uh, doing a workshop with me. Uh, we, we did one last night, and we'll do another one next month. So uh, it's called Finding Spirit, and you can oh. uh, find out more at circlesofwisdom.com, or you can go to my website, which is 
indieghostproject.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have this but, crazy, but, crazy lady trying to email me at Ian at newinghaghostproject.com. There is no such address, but somehow it keeps bouncing into my regular email, and I'm like, I don't even know where this is coming from. I don't know how to stop it. It's very weird. Been going on for years. Years. Mm-hmm. Years. Wow. Years. Didn't know you were popular. I don't know, right? Mm. Anyways, uh, so I'll check that out. Uh, <laughs> sure, it's not Ann K at IndieGhostProject.com? Nope. Hmm. Interesting. Just Ann. Yeah, okay. it is really interesting because I have never had an email address to you guys. Not that, well, because you are officially a member of our team. I know. So you may have one. Mm. Anyway. Uh, you, never told, you never told me about it if I do. <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyways, okay. uh, I do have some stories about Irish hauntings. We talked about, Steve and I talked about some last time, but uh, we have some others that, because, you know, Ireland, like all countries, especially in Europe, are haunted mm-hmm. to the gills and, well, everywhere, actually. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, moving right along, uh, I'm going to talk about Ross Castle in Loch Sheelan County, Meth. Okay. Oh, that sound good. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. How about Ross Castle? That's close enough. That sounds uh, good. The, it's a famous uh, Irish building steeped in history. Ross Castle is known as one of the most haunted places in all of Ireland and even Britain. Well, I don't know if Steve would agree with that. <laughs> Located on the shores of Loch Sheen. Loch. Loch Sheen. Well, Loch. It would be more Scottish, I think. <laughs> the way you, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. The, the castle was built in 1533 by Lord Devon Richard Nugent of uh, Ted Nugent fame. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, A.K.A. the Black Baron. Ooh. So the Baron's tragic daughter, Sabrina, is said to haunt the property today. The legend is that in 1536, Sabrina met a handsome young man named Orwin, son of O'Reilly Chieftain, on a bridge on the edge of her father's property. Wow. The two fell in love. But they weren't considered an appropriate match, uh, with Sabrina being English and Owen being Irish. Uh-oh. And o- Orwin is O R W I N, so it's Orwin. Orwin. Uh, so uh, star-crossed lovers decided to elope, and they took a boat out on the loch, Sheelan, <laughs> to escape the people who would not accept their love together. Oh, this is a romance story. I love it. Um. But unpredictably, the lake waters got the best of them. When a storm hit their boat and was overturned, Orwin was struck in the head. Uh, yeah, he was struck, he struck his head on a rock beneath the shallow lake and died while Sabrina was rescued. When Sabrina woke up three days later and saw her beloved bodies laid out in the palace chapel, she Uh-oh. screamed a blood, 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 blood curdling scream. Ah! Oh, God. Oh. 
Ow! Sound effects, sound effects. Yeah. It's all about it, you know. I'm going to need hearing aids now. Soon after she died from shock, and she and Orwin were buried in a mound on the castle grounds. Sabrina haunts Ross Castle in search of her lost lover. Her agonizing wail, which I will not do again. Please don't. Yeah. It's said to be heard around three or four in the morning. In the <laughs> lovely, I have a donkey in the neighborhood that brays around that time. But oh. proceed. Yeah, you're more like a jackass. Yeah, that's what I call him, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so um, where was I? I don't know. Oh yeah. So we heard about three, uh, three or four in the morning in the back right room of the castle. Oh, that's where you hear it from. Uh, the Black Baron's presence has also been reported to visitors in the vicinity of the castle on numerous occasions. The Baron is said to roam the grounds as well, grieving for his daughter. Oh, a tragic love story. I love uh, him. His fault. No, it isn't. He was cool. Oh, all right. They buried him. They buried both of them on his property. Yeah, but he said they couldn't be together. No, I mean, just say that. How oh, you think I'm it sorry. Was... I got Yeah, that. what made you think that? It could be your freaking father, the uh, whatever he was. What is he, uh-huh. chieftain of uh, uh-huh. something or other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is he? Yeah, whatever. Chieftain. It's yeah. Chief, chieftain of the Lach. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, because Orwin was the son of O'Reilly Chieftain. So he's a chieftain okay. of the old Riley clan. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So you got something for me? I do. Okay. So I, we've had our favorite Varla Ventura. Varla. Right? Oh, how Ron loves Varla. Our friend Varla has been on the show. How could it not? What a great name. Varla Van Van Helsing. Then comes right. in the baby oh, carriage. Okay. We're good. We're good. So anyways, okay. she has a number of wonderful books. One of them is called Fairies, Pukas, and Changelings. And I thought uh, this is a complete guide to the wild and wicked enchanted realm. And I thought how appropriate for St. Patrick's Day, right? So grabbed it off the shelf right before the show because, you know, we plan these things well in advance. Uh, So chapter three in this book is called I'm Not Drunk, It's Just My Puka. (laughs) (laughs) As suggestive as it sounds, it is not me, it's a cat. Tales of the Trickster Fairy and its Wild Counterparts. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to read you a short uh, little blurb from this, this chapter. And it says, uh, not surprisingly, animals play a prominent role in the land of fairies, whether it's their own miniature steed on which to ride across the hill and dale on the blackest night or a herd of sheep they strive to protect. The natural world from which the fairies come is the same as the place of the birds and the dragonflies, the toads and the goats, and maybe the jackasses too. I'm not sure. Could be. Uh, In some cases, the fairy takes the form of the animal, as is the case with the Irish puka, the Irish word for goblin. You'll find as many variations of spelling as the puka itself, and I'm not going to list them all because I'd have to spell them all. Uh, 
Puka can take nearly any form, including invisibility, though it is most frequent, frequently seen in the form of a horse, a black horse with eyes of fire and breath of blue flame. This horse takes the terrified mortal who is most unfortunate to have encountered it on a midnight ride that turns their hair white. But no real harm actually comes to the person, usually. The shapeshifter can also appear as a goat, goblin, dog, eagle, ass, and even a rabbit. The puka, although feared, can be plied with gifts, and in some accounts it will speak and tell one's future. Most often, the puka is encountered when one is alone on an empty lane at night. Hmm, coming back from the pub, maybe? And quite often seen when one is three sheets to the wind. Because the puka so enjoys trickery, it tends to pick on the slovenly drunkards, knowing that no one will believe the details of the outrageous encounter the next day. And though the puka can be helpful and is most often a trickster, they can be more vicious. Pukas can turn crops, sour the milk, and make children sick. Some even believe that a puka can cause one to commit suicide. Douglas, uh, Douglas Hyde was a folklorist and Irish academic, preserver of the Irish language, and in addition to being one hell of a writer, was also the first president of Ireland from 1938 to 1945. In Douglas Hyde's telling of the piper and the puka, we find the concept of the drunk's imagination running throughout. But who am I to judge? Certainly not the president. And I'm going to stop there because then it goes into the story of the piper and the, the piper and the puka, <laughs> which is kind of long. that fast twice. I know, but that uh, that is what a puka is. So it's it's a, an Irish goblin, and uh, they appeal to the they appeal to Patty coming home from the the pub the pub. In the middle of the night. No, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. That sounds good. There you go. What yeah. else you got, Van Helsing? Oh, Mick, Mick, Mick. I can't even say it. Mick Ron. Mick Ron. Mick Ron. That's easier than Mick, Mick Van Helsing. It's like a fillet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, difference between an Irish wedding and an Irish wake? I don't know. One less drunk. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Uh, it's as bad as the first one I said in the first show. Oh, what's okay. what's an Irish seven course meal? A six pack and a potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so I'm gonna get hate mail. Yeah. Anyway. So let's talk about another haunting, and this is. Uh, Calville Castle in Tullamore County, Offaly. Tullamore. Yeah, yeah whatever. Tullamore. Maybe it's Tullamore. Tula, 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 Tula. I can't yeah. even say it. Tula. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Okay. Calville Forest Castle is uh, so famously haunted that it's been featured on such shows as Scariest places on earth. Oh, one of my favorite shows and most haunted. My second favorite show. Uh, oh, maybe my first. Do you remember scariest places on earth? 
Uh, yeah. Who? Black. I do. Uh, yeah, Black was, you know, the girl from the... Oh, oh, Karen Black. Karen Black was Karen... the host. No, no, Karen Black wasn't from The Exorcist. That was Linda, Br- Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Linda. Was it Linda Blair? Karen Black. Which one is it? I forget. Uh, Karen Black's a cross-eyed one. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> I'm She's close, though. She's a little though. cross-eyed. She's pretty, but... Yeah. It begins with B, so it's either Blair or Black. So it's I either her or her. It's Linda Blair. It is Linda Blair? Okay, I agree. Yeah, you know me and names. You expect me to get it right? I doubt it. Uh, anyways, yeah, that was a great show. They used to take families and they'd put them in these haunted locations and rig them up with all the equipments and they would, it would be a whole family and they would like walk around this place and do things. Do you remember that? They had these huge rigs on with the cameras facing them and they'd walk around and oh, it was a great show. It was a riot. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh my God. You, if, if you're in my time. Oh, you got to watch it if it's on replay somewhere. Just watch one of them anyways. It's, I can it's probably funny. find it on YouTube. Oh, it's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, not as funny as the uh, the one where they took the uh, cheerleaders and locked them in the uh, sanitarium. <laughs> oh, yeah. all I can hear in my head is screaming. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Scantily dressed and screaming. That you got. <laughs> and girl talk. Uh, anyways. Uh, Moving right along, I do divest, digress, die, whatever, die probably. Um, the Irish capsule has been visited by numerous paranormal investigators and psychics, and many of its guests have reported strange happenings in the castle during this day. Carville Castle was built in 1798 for the first Earl of Carville, uh, William Burry, and his family. The castle remains in the Burry family until 1963 when Colonel Charles Howard Burry suddenly dropped dead. Well, that would do it. And my computer wants to upgrade now, so I'd better cancel that. Uh, <laughs> of course it does. Yes. <laughs> Every time. Today, a woman named uh, Bridget Vance owns the property and is restoring the castle to its original Gothic beauty. If you could say Gothic is beautiful, uh, it is actually. Castle workers say con- uh, castle workers say construction has awakened in the spirits of Carville. Ooh, they report hearing strange whispers and classical music throughout the castle. Hey, I've got to do these. I've got to do it with the sound effects. You lose the that thing. Okay. Many have heard the sounds of children playing. That's the children playing. Uh, <laughs> in a room in the castle that once was the nursery. According to legend, a little girl named Harriet aw, died a tragic death in Carville. I mean, isn't all death tragic? I don't Very know. much. Yes, I just use that word all the time. Throw it in there and make it scare you. Tragic death in Carville while playing in the stairwell in the 1800s. Harriet's ghost has been seen in that stairwell, and people say they have uh, felt a cold brush of wind brush by them as they descend the stairs. The girl can be heard in the rooms around the castle, moving furniture, <laughs> giggling, and talking. Children are not the only spirits of haunt Carville. No, no, no. The famous castle <laughs> is said to have been built on lands 
which which once was ancient Druid stomping ground. The Vance family reports having seen ghostly hooded figures around the castle. It's like our uh, Indian burial grounds, huh? Mm. Ancient mm-hmm. Druid stomping grounds and right. Indian burial grounds. Yeah, yeah, we all got them. Yeah. So there you go. That's my story on Catville Castle. Okay. <laughs> Cowville Castle, whatever it is. Uh, Cowville? Yeah, Cowville. sure. Cowville. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Well, I have another uh strange little creature that comes oh, cool. uh, falls into that fairy puka and changeling category. So this puka. is <laughs> puka. Give me an inch, I'll sell you a mile. Give me a shilling, I'll sell you a smile. The good people may tend toward trickery, but that doesn't mean they aren't fair. In fact, one could argue that a fairy creature's sense of justice might be one of its most endearing and frustrating qualities. Leave out your saucer of milk, keep your house tidy, don't steal anything from the Goblin King, and you've got yourself a deal. The Bobak. Bu- bu- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one who can screw it up. I love it. Well, you know how it's spelled? B W B A C H. Or Bubak is the like good natured, yeah, the good natured goblin that loves to do favors for the Welsh maid who keeps the house clean. She need only make a good fire and leave out a churn filled with cream on the hearth, along with a dish of cream for the Bubak. In the morning, she will find the butter already churned for her. It was once commonplace to add a bed and sometimes other furniture to her home, along with plenty of food the night before moving in. If by the next day the food was not eaten and the crumbs not swept by the door, the house was not safe to move into. When it comes to fairy tales and bothering, I can think of no better example than the story of Rumpelstiltskin, as told by the Brothers Grimm. That's where they traded the baby the miller gave up his his beautiful baby daughter. Mm. That's the end. Oh well. Anyways, Unless you want me to, to read you Rumpelstiltskin, which you probably don't. We have to take <laughs> we have to take a break. Yes, we do. Rumpelstiltskin, that's the one they lay down their hair. No. Right? No, oh. that's Rapunzel. Oh, Rapunzel, whatever. Anyways, we have to take a break. You listen to Ghost Chronicles <laughs> in uh, Next Generation right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our great friends on Patreon, members of the Dead Air Society. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to, whoa, that was a big finish. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We're talking about Irish hauntings and fairies and pukas and all kinds of mysterious Irish things. Yeah. Ah. So an Irishman walks into a doctor's office uh, for an examination. He says, you have some problems with your heart to the, the man. But I think if you take these tablets, you'll be okay. So the doctor gives the man the tablets, and the patient asks, do I have to take them every day? No, replied the doctor. Take one on Monday, skip Tuesday. Take one on Wednesday, skip Thursday, and go on like that. Two weeks later, the doctor was walking down the street, and he sees the patient's wife. Hello, Mrs. Murphy. How is your husband? Oh, he died of a heart attack. (laughs) Oh, I'm so very sorry, said the doctor. I says, I thought those tablets I gave him would help. Oh, the tablets were fine. It's the bloody skipping that killed them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that one. You like that one? I have to remember that until I got to tell that to Tom. Okie dokie. He loves dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> these are pretty much dad jokes. <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. All right. So back to the fairies. What not to wear. Fairy ointment. In addition to fairy rings, one must be careful not to fall prey to the fairies' more domestic temptations. Yeats recounts a story from a humble midwife who is asked by a strange man, of course, to come to his home to help help birth a child. The woman made her way to a castle she did not know, and as was her profession, helped to birth the child. When the babe was born, the midwife noticed that all of the women there put their hands in a bowl of water and then rubbed their eyes. And so the midwife did the same, rubbing just one of her eyes. She was paid well and sent home, and she thought of it no more. Later, the midwife was at a local fair and recognized some of the women from the castle who had been present at the birth. She approached them in a friendly manner and asked after the health of the baby. One of the women looked at her and said, how do you see us? The midwife said she could only see them from one eye. The fairy woman then blew her breath on that eye and declared the old midwife would never see them again. And so she was blind ever after in that eye. The end. (laughs) Watch out. Watch out for those strange yeah. Those strange men that invite you home to help birth babies. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. Shall we find something else? Shall I find another one? So an Irishman goes into the doctor's office and said, do you treat alcoholics? The doctor replies, of course we do. 
The Irishman says, great, get your coat. I'm broke. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. That's That's terrible. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely terrible. I apologize to all my Irish friends. I don't have any Irish friends. (laughs) I'm your Irish friend. Uh, Oh, that's well, you're half Irish. (laughs) You're only half like me. All right. I so, knew a guy that was half uh, half Jewish and half Arab. He hated himself. Oh. That's, <laughs> Anyways. That's bad. That's not even Grace, bad. Yeah, whatever. Grace Neal's bar in uh, Duhadi, County mm-hmm. Down. Dun, Dunadi. Dunadi. Count it down. Why am I? Why did we even go this way? Anyways, oh. Grace Neal's uh, in uh, County Down is one of the oldest pubs in Ireland. Built in 1611, the pub was originally known as the King's Arms, but was renamed after Grace Nell, who ran the inn for many years until her death in 1918 at the ripe old age of 98. Good woman. Nell was an Irish woman with a big personality and boobs to match. <laughs> okay. She liked to keep watchful eye on things at the end. Who wrote this? Uh, Grace hadn't let her death interfere with her work at the pub. A uh, ghost of an old woman in Victorian clothing can be spotted in dark corners of the inn, and her spirit can be seen in the front bar straightening out glasses, furniture, and switching lights on and off. Strange shuffling can also be heard from the second floor. And some have even felt an invisible presence pass through them while they're standing near the building staircase. The patrons of Grace Nell's have nothing to worry about. The former caretaker of the inn is a friendly ghost. Grace is just welcoming them into the establishment and continues to do so in the afterlife. Oh, isn't that a sweet one? Oh, that's nice. You like that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you about the brownie. Oh, uh, and the, the one you eat? Nope. I know I love brownies. Uh, but anyways, can't have them right now. The brownie. With little debate, the most adored among the fairy kin is the brownie and his counterparts. Referred to on occasion as a house pixie or elf and sometimes an imp. The brownie is a dedicated creature who likes hard work and a clean house. I gotta get me a brownie. He does not take payment for his work, but will take a good piece of cake and a dish of milk each night. Some like to have water for a bath. In addition, one much must match the brownie's standards for a clean home. If you are lazy, you will wake up to find you've been pinched black and blue by the brownie oh. in the night. <laughs> That's not that's, so good. That's why I'm black and blue. They do have a mischievous side. He is called Stoikia in Greece, Duende in Spain, Para in Finland. It is said that the Finnish version stole milk from the neighbor's cows, just a little from each one, until the household had an abundance. On more than one occasion, a brownie has turned against the homeowners when wronged or left in squalor. The results are highly noticeable in a messy house, but eventually you will find yourself missing very significant items. This is the brownie at work. 
In Scandinavia, the Nis or Nisse is a similar creature who assigns himself to a family or farm. In Scotland, you will also find the Dobby or Dobie. Fans of J.K. Rowling may recognize this guy as Dobby. A helpful creature, although slightly more dim-witted than the clever brownie. Imps tend to have many of the same qualities of the goblins, brownies, and house elves, but with a decidedly more devilish quality and are widely consider, considered the more, most clever of any fairy creature. So that is a brownie. So throw that in with our other little fairy friends. I had never heard yeah. of a brownie. There's except a lot of stuff going on. Like yeah. a Girl Scout. <laughs> yeah. All righty. You know how the Irish jig gets started? I do not. Too much drink and too few restrooms. <laughs> I believe so that. This, yeah. So this Texan walks into an Irish pub and he clears his voice uh, in a clear voice. He yells to the crowd of drinkers, I hear you Irish are a bunch of hard drinkers. I'll give you 500 American dollars to anybody who can drink 10 pints of Guinness back to back. Ooh, the room is quiet and no one takes up the Texans offer. One man even leaves. 30 minutes later, the same gentleman who uh, left shows up and taps the Texan on the shoulder. Is your still bet good? Uh, yeah, the Irishman asks. The Texan says yes and asks the bartender to line up 10 pints of guineas. Immediately, the Irishman tears into all 10 pints, drinking them down back to back to back. The mm -hmm. other patrons of the club cheer, and the Texan sits in amazement. The Texan gives the Irishman $500 and says, if you don't mind me asking, where did you go 30 minutes ago while, uh, while you were gone? He says, oh, I had to go down to the club down the street. To see if I could do it first. <laughs> oh, cute. That's yeah. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Um, looking for something else to tell all you people. <laughs> um, do, do, do. Sorry. Sh Sean O'Grady tells his, Mrs. O'Flaherty, her husband, uh, untimely drowned in a vat of beer at the brewery. Oh, the poor man, she sobbed. Please tell me, did he suffer? I don't think so. He came out in three pints the times the pee. He came out three times the pee. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. That's a good one. Did you, I, I mixed it up. That was better than I screwed it up. I apologize. Ah, <laughs> oh, you were close. Nah, All not right. really. Yeah. All right. I found another one. Okay. Okay, cool. Some, I get some more of these. So Selkies were the name the Irish gave to the shape-shifting people who live in the land under the sea as seals, but who can shed their seal skin and emerge onto dry land in human shape. They were a beautiful people known for their love of freedom. They couldn't be tied down. Various tales are told of a beautiful selkie woman who had her seal skin stolen by a lonely man who wanted her for a wife. Without her seal skin, she was, un she was under her power, but as soon as she discovered the skin's hiding place, she slipped it on and disappeared back to sea, leaving husband and children behind her. 
more familiar to a worldwide audience are the Meros from the Iris, I can't pronounce it, Mior Oi, <laughs> meaning mermaid. These maidens had long red hair and their bottom half was a fishtail. Their songs are said to be irresistible to anyone who hears them and they can lure boats onto dangerous rocks. They are also said to have occasionally married a land dweller. In the earliest the early 20th century, the poet and folklorist W.B. Yeats recorded that a woman in County Cork who had very scaly skin was known locally to be the descendant of a man and his Merrow bride. The legend of the Merrow has recently been revived in the Neil Jordan film On Dean, where Colin Farrell pulls a strange and beautiful woman from the sea. Uh-huh. What was that uh, movie with Daryl Hannah? Was that just uh, Mermaid? Mermaid, yeah. It was mermaid. just Mermaid? Was that, oh, yeah, just remember mermaid. that? Yeah. yeah. That was a good movie. I saw Loch Ness, which which had uh, Ted Dancer in it, and it was about a real Loch Ness monster thingy. Oh, Splash. Roy says it's Splash. Thanks, Roy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Thanks, Roy. Oh, Mermaids with Cher. (laughs) How could those two people? (laughs) How could he knows that stuff? I can't even remember my name. He's young. He's young. I guess so. Anyways, uh, Murphy, Collins, and Veller are drinking in a pub when a drunk stag is in up to him and points to Collins and shouts, Your mom's the best shag in town. <gasps> Every... What? <gasps> you said about someone's mother? Anyways, everyone expects a fight, but Collins ignores him, and the drunk wanders off to, to stick his nose in a pint of guineas at the far end of the bar. Ten minutes later, the drunk comes back, points to Collins again, and says... I just screwed your mom, and it was grand. Collins again refuses to take the bait, and the drunk goes back to the end of the bar and sticks his nose in a Guinness again. Ten minutes later, he comes back and uh, announces to Colin, your mom is the best thing since sliced beard. Finally, Collins interrupts, stands up to him, and says, go home, Dad, you're pissed. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. It is terrible. It's really terrible. It is awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go home, Dad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. So I, I have. So yeah. How is that a change from any other day? I don't That's know. That's true, too. Yeah. All right. So Harbingers of Death. Ooh, most like scary, yeah. Most scary of all are those supernatural Irish creatures who are said to bring death in their wake. They evolved out of earlier legends of vengeful gods and goddesses who demanded human sacrifice. In Christian times, they morphed into dark figures who foreshadowed a death. The Banshee is a direct descendant of the Celtic triple goddess of death and destruction. Her name means fairy woman. She has never been seen, but whoever hears her high and piercing shriek knows that they will die within 24 hours. This legend is dying away now in Ireland, but still hangs on in rural areas. I have a friend who swears her great uncle hears the banshee's cry the night before she died. The Dullahan is much less well-known, but is even more scary. This headless horseman rides a black stallion across the countryside on certain nights of the year with his head held firmly in the crook of his arm. It is said that wherever the Dullahan stops, someone will instantly die. This dark horseman does not 
born of death, he brings it. There you go. I can remember my old aunt Nell. I, I had, and she was an old Irish lady. She had a little bit of a brogue. And uh, old spinster lady, she never married. Took care of her mother, you know. And she used to always say about the banshees, where the wind would blow and she'd say, oh, the banshees are howling. Remember that from being a little, when I was a little girl. <laughs> I didn't know oh, the wow. banshees meant you were going to die, so probably good yeah. that I didn't know that. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they, um, they had one in uh, Lawrence, a banshee. There's a report of a banshee in Lawrence. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that, did you? What did the banshee do? Did somebody die? They, yeah, they... it announces the death, yeah. 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 Nothing specific, just yeah. general, just banshees. It was a banshee. It was a banshee. Okay. It was a banshee. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Well, anyway. What what other lovely jokes have you got for me? I'm going to do a joke. <laughs> Well, the last one was so great. I figured you had another one. <laughs> I have some, but I, I, they're even worse than. Oh, you know. no. I oh. can. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So let's uh, let's go to another haunted place. Yeah, it's, okay. that's safer. That's All right. Safer. <laughs> Much safer. Okay. And let's go to Dobbins Inn Hotel. So that's in, uh, oh, great. Carrick Fergus, <laughs> County Antrim. Okay. So uh, Dobbins Inn Hotel is one of the Northern Ireland's spookiest sites. The hotel was used, uh, used to be a tower house built by Reginald de Aubon in the 13th century. By the 15th century, the family uh, name had been changed to Dobbins and the uh, family members have became important local figures. By the 1500s, early 1600s, uh, beautiful Elizabeth Doblin, wife of the then owner, Hugh Doblin, fell in love with a handsome soldier that was stationed at a nearby castle. Ooh, that's not going to be a good thing. Uh -oh. The two began an affair, which involved Elizabeth crawling through a secret tunnel behind a huge stove fireplace uh -oh. that is now a reception area of the hotel. In meeting the soldier called Buttoncap for a romantic rendezvous. Whew. Unfortunately for the lovers, Elizabeth's husband discovered the affair and oh, murdered, no. them both. murdered them both with his sword. In 1946, the building was converted to what is now known as Dobbins End Hotel, which is inhabited by Elizabeth's ghost. Guests have uh, woken up from sleep by the touch of an invisible hand caressing their face. Ooh, that's the way I want to be woken up. Mm -hmm. Many others have seen ghostly figures fly across the reception area and disappear into the chimney of the stone fireplace. Once a waiter who was working at the hotel was struck in the back of the leg by a coin. When he turned around, the room was deserted. Ooh, making money on it. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems that Elizabeth has continued to have her fear and won't let anyone at the fair. Ooh, it's mm. a nice place. Yeah. <laughs> I got a joke. You have a joke? I have a joke. All right. It's Googling. 
That's Googling it. Okay. All right. An Irish priest is driving along a country road when a policeman pulls him over. He immediately smells alcohol in the priest's breath and notices an empty wine bottle in the car. The policeman says, have you been drinking? Just water, says the priest. The cop replies, then why do I smell wine? The priest looks at the bottle and says, good Lord, he's done it again. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> All right, another one. All right. You have another one? Yeah. Go ahead, let her rip. Patty goes into a bar and orders seven shots of tequila and one Guinness. The barman lines up shots and goes to get the Guinness. When he comes back with a pint, all seven shots are gone. The barman says, wow, you should have drank those fast. Patty explains, you would drink fast too if you had what I have. The barman asks, what do you have? Guy reaches into his pocket and says, 50 cents. Oh. <laughs> Come on. He's got to drink it all fast and run. Get it? Put him yep. <laughs> okay. So anyways, an Irishman goes into a conventional box uh, after many years of being away from the church. Oh, there you go. He pulls the curtain and walks inside and sits down. He's surprised to find it fully equipped bar in there with a Guinness tap and a box of fine cigars. <laughs> and on the wall are several uh, photos of women who have misplaced their garments. He hears the priest coming and says, Father, forgive me. It's been a while since I've been to confession, but I must say this confessional box is much better than it used to be. The priest replies, get out, you idiot. That's my side. <laughs> oh, my God. How do we get on jokes? This is I so don't know. We're real, we've run out of material, so we've resorted to jokes. Who doesn't want to hear jokes on St. Patrick's Day, right? I know, but I, 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 I don't know. I know. I should get another ghost story to get us back on. All right. Get another ghost story. I'll tell more jokes. Jerry Connors walked his dog through the village every day. One day, Mr. Connors is on his walk without the dog. His pal Billy sees him and says, where is your dog? Mr. Murphy answers, I had to have him put down. Was he mad? Asked Billy. He wasn't too pleased. Mr. Murphy. Oh, yeah, you know why Christ wasn't born in Ireland? They couldn't find three wise men and a virgin. No. Dr. O'Mahony tells his patient, I have bad news and worse news, John. Oh, dear, John replies, what's the bad news? The doctor replies, you only have 24 hours to live. That's terrible, says the patient. How could the news possibly be worse? Dr. O'Mahony replies, I've been trying to contact you since yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Malahide Castle in Malahide County, Dublin. Oh, that's right. not bad. Many, if not all castles in Ireland are said to be have ghosts. But Malahide Castle in Dublin has an impressive five ghosts roaming the grounds. The Tabbitt family built the castle in 1185 and owned it until 1975, except for a 10-year period when Cromwell evicted the family and handed the property to a man named Miles Corbett, one of the five ghosts. While occupying the castle, Corbett committed many atrocities, one which, uh, which would include desecrating the chapel of the old abbey uh, on the nearest state. The Englishman even hung and drawn and quartered for his 
crime. So they got him, they hung him, and they drove. That's a terrible death, by the way. Yeah. Only the English could invent that. Yeah. Uh, every year it is said that Colbert's ghost appears in the castle grounds. At first, the ghostly apparition appears to be a whole soldier in armor, but eventually uh, it is said to fall into four pieces in front of your eyes. Ew. Corner drawed it, drawing quartered, you see. Ew. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. One of the more interesting ghosts in Malahide is Tabbert's court jester. He tells Irish jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. During the 16th Imagine. century, named Puck. Puck, that's his name. Puck. Puck. Hmm. Nobody was laugh- laughing, however, when Puck fell in love with uh-oh, one of the Lady Eleanor's Fitzgerald noblewoman noble who was staying at the castle. Puck was found uh, outside the castle wall one night, stabbed through the heart. Ooh. Before he died, the justice swore to come back and haunt the castle. Uh, the most famous reported sightings of Puck's ghost happened in 1976 when the contents of the castle were sold off. The jester's dwarf life ghost, dwarf, dwarf life ghost, Say that three times fast. Dwarf like. He's seen in many photographs taken at the castle. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So evidently he was a dwarf. Wow. Uh, just a, a tight challenged person. Oh my oh, god. Oh, that's the end of the show. Yeah, it's two two minutes. Okay. I gotta get this joke in. All right, get it. Get it. All right. A sobbing Mrs. Murphy approaches Father O'Grady after mass. Oh. So what's bothering you, Mrs. Murphy? She replies, oh, father, I have terrible news. My husband passed away last night. The priest says, oh, Mary, that's terrible. Did he have any last requests? Certainly, father, she replied. He said, please, Mary, put down that damn gun. (laughs) 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 I love it. I like (laughs) the little little growl growl on that. That was pretty good. I thought I did a good job. Yeah, I thought you did. would probably laugh at me, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. The best I can do. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was. I thought it was very good. Anyways, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Irish Edition, evidently. Uh, next Generation, uh, right here on Tojinet and Parax Radio. And please send all hate material to Anne at IndieGhostProject.com. Oh, thanks. That's what I need. More <laughs> bouncing emails. Great. That's great. Thanks. Uh, I am Ron Kolick, and that lovely host of mine is Ann Carrigan. And we are brought to you by Circles of Wisdom. I drew a blank. <laughs> 380 Mary Mack Street. Right? Matua, Massachusetts, yes. And the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High, High Street, not the end of Massachusetts. And that costs a very, 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 very oh, good come friends. On. Very good friends of the Dead Air Society on Patreon who really support the show. Uh, and they include Craig DeGroot, De uh, Susan Brown, um, Anna LaRocha, and Mr. Doobie. So thank you very much for listening tonight and uh, have a great St. Patrick's Day and drive safely, drink yes. safely. Yep. And, well, do everything safely. Wear your mask, except when you're drinking your beer. Have a great rest of your St. Patrick's Day, everybody. When you have... Never mind. All right. Good night. God bless. Good night.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.